Hey everybody, it's Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I just wanted to let you know when we started doing our show, uh, we, we started with a platform called Anchor. Now, Anchor will let you uh, edit and, and upload your, your podcast onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money because they distribute uh, and they all offer sponsorship. Uh, so it's a great platform to start with, and it's a great platform to use because it's just an all in one, everything, every tool you need to get started in the industry. Uh, so if you want to check it out, uh, again, it's Anchor. Everybody, it's Dean with the Two Party Podcast. Um, we're about to go live. We'll see how this does. We've been having some technical difficulties. Um, we believe it's with our network. So again, Dean with the Two Party Podcast. Um, just here today, nine twenty nine. Going to do our news uh, news breakdown. Uh, Going to touch on a few topics. Uh, number one, Tampa Bay Lightning took the Stanley Cup. That's huge. Um, I, everybody that knows me knows I, I'm from Florida. Tampa Bay area uh, is what I call home. And Tampa won. I'm kind of excited about that. I don't follow many sports. I try to keep up with hockey. My wife keeps up with it more than I do. Um, but we watched that final game, and uh, I'm just glad they took it home. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to everybody back home celebrating. Um, and so we've got some news breakdowns to do. Uh, nothing big. Uh, I was trying to find some really good top stories and I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There's, I mean, there's news everywhere. Um, maybe this is one of those days where you just got to step out of the house or step out of your comfort zone and go find the news, go out in the world and, and check things out. Um, we're hearing, um, what was her name? Uh, Lightfoot or whatever. Uh, a lot of people nickname her Beetlejuice up there in uh, Chicago. Mayor uh, or governor, whatever she is, uh, announced that they're trying to lift some restrictions up there. So um, it, I think we're starting to see the light here, people. I think we're we're starting to our voices are starting to be heard. Uh, enough's enough. It's time to start supporting businesses, get people back up and running. Um, there's no need for these restrictions, and at this late in the game, there's no need to continue to make them as strict as they are. Um, had a friend of mine, uh, Bill, uh, tell me a funny story about him and his daughter, who are um, friends of ours. They, they went into Walmart uh, grocery store, uh, just had to grab some milk and a few things, and so he's in the self-checkout, made it through the store, he walked in the store, he, he forgot his mask, uh, got to the door and was like, I'm just going to run in and run out, you know, no big deal. He runs in, gets everything he needs, makes it to the self-checkout without his mask. He left it in the car. And uh, so he's checking out, and all of a sudden, some guy's behind him yelling, uh, kind, of, kind of muffling, like, you know, hitting, uh, actioning like mask, you know. And then the guy's finally like, the guy says, you know, you need to have your mask on. And the guy kind of gets belligerent with him. And uh, and Bill's a veteran. Bill's Bill's not not a guy you just want to step up to if you don't. You know, uh, those of you that think it's smart to walk up to a stranger not knowing who the heck they are and what kind of training they have, uh, he's 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 just not one of those guys to go do that to. And uh, and he's a super nice guy. Um, so needless to say, this guy kind of gets belligerent with him, and he's like, yo, back up, you know, back away. Um, and he continues doing what he's doing, checking out. He, and and it comes to the point where the guy's make, making a scene. And so everybody's hearing this guy. He's very loud and belligerent, um, obviously just kind of being a bully. And uh, so in the tail end of it, uh, the, the, some lady had apparently walked over, told the guy to calm down. He was being irrational. And, um, and, and then Bill just started to grab his stuff and start walking away. And the guy, the guy literally says, let's, let's go outside. I've got my gun in my car. 
So this guy's literally like escalated something to the point where like we're, we're not we got a guy not wearing a mask who's who's with his little daughter uh, grabbing some groceries for his daughter and him to run home, and you're now escalated a mask situation to the point of you're threatening to grab a firearm in front of his child uh, that's in your car and shoot him. And and at this point, you know, Bill Bill who always carries he's always so he was carrying at that moment. Um, kind of, kind of, you know, chuckled, but at the same time was kind of like, okay, uh, that kind of brought it across the line. So he turned to the guy and, and he's like, "Did you, you're gonna shoot me?" So he just kind of had this, this, uh, I guess you could say, altercation. At this point, when he finally turns around and kind of confronts, you know, adamantly confronts the guy, like, uh, you know, calls him out on it, the guy backs down, cowers down, kind of, you know, no big deal. So, you know, those of you with the mask mandate thing and, and those of you having to deal with that in your state or your city, uh, I feel for you. Um, the fact that people are taking it to the point where you're going to threaten to shoot somebody in front of his daughter um, over not wearing a mask uh, to run through Walmart and grab a gallon of milk is absurd. Um, so I just want to throw that quick story out there that happened to my buddy. He was telling me yesterday, uh, I really, that, to me, that's really disgusting. Um, but anyhow, I was kind of scrolling through the news here. Um, you know, there, there's quite a bit of news across the board, but there's really not any super highlights other than Tampa Bay winning the Stanley Cup. Um, so to me, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, that's pretty cool. I love it. I like hearing good news back home. Um, so needless to say, I'm kind of just uh, doing a quick scroll. So I've got a few stories pulled up. I'm just going to run through them real quick. We've got some top headlines that, that I don't really care about. Um, tonight we have the, uh, the 2020 election debates. Um, how's that going to work? So the supposedly, and everybody is anticipating, a 74% viewership uh, of this debate. So in other words, when I mentioned uh, last week, this debate's going to be like the Super Bowl of election debates uh, for 2020 election. Um, I, I foresee a lot of things coming out, but I really think, um, I think, I think Joe's going to, you know, we had a press conference a while back where Joe was like, I'm not going to sink to his level. I'm not going to keep mentioning him. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, and I have a feeling uh, Joe's going to be a hypocrite. And I have a feeling what we're going to see is that Joe's going to sink to the level. He's going to try to be a smart ass and sling some mud. Um, but he's just not the guy to sling some mud. And what we've seen in the past with um, at that one, there was a factory worker thing where uh, people were pony soldiers and stuff. Uh, what we're going to find is that Biden has a bad temper. And it's going to be interesting to see if Trump, Trump pokes some jabs, if he can get him stirred up enough to show that temper. Second off, I think what we're going to see is a, is a guy who's way off kilter. Um, and, and I think he's going to try to sway Trump in a few things. And, and I think obviously they've been working in the basement practicing with this guy. Uh, there's actually a news article I read yesterday of, of the guy who's actually been practicing playing Trump with him. So they've actually been uh, practicing the debates, uh, so to speak. So it's going to get interesting if you follow politics, if, if you're into any of this stuff. Um, I think Trump's just going to stick to the facts, I hope. Uh, I know Trump's going to be Trump, and anytime you put him on live television, uh, he's going to turn into uh, the apprentice Trump. 
and he's going to throw some wild wild cards uh, shots out there. And uh, but what I'm hoping to hear more is the facts. Um, and you know everybody's going to fact check this. Uh, this is going to be the fact check um, Super Bowl for sure. So this will be interesting if you keep up with this. If you attend to watch stuff like this, um, you kind of know how it goes. Um, there's been all kinds of talk about how this is going to go, um, and I think it'll be interesting. I probably will watch some of it. I'm not going to watch all of it. Um, my wife could care less, and I'm not going to make her suffer through uh, two morons uh, standing in front of the TV doing their thing uh, when there's lots of other fun things we could be watching and having fun doing. Um, so taxes. Uh, we know that the Trump <clears throat> the Trump taxes came out. Uh, everybody's trying to smear this, the Trump taxes left and right. Uh, or, or come at an angle. The media and the left has, has just come with so many different angles on tax stuff. And every Facebook tax expert I know of uh, has, has come out and tried to, well, you guys don't know how corporate tax works, or you guys don't know the difference between corporate tax and personal tax and payroll tax and blah, 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 blah. Um, and these same exact people I know are not tax experts, okay? These are people I grew up with. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, what we what we have, and this is an opinion piece, however, it does break down. Uh, we do have some of Biden's uh, tax records were released. So it says how the Bidens dodged the payroll tax. So they used an S corporation to avoid paying more than $500,000 in levies for Medicare and Obamacare. So here, if that's not the most hypocritical, crazy statement in the world. So Joe Biden is running as president he is going to, uh, he keeps talking about bringing back and, and building upon Obamacare. But yet him and his wife um, avoided paying more than 500,000 in levies for Medicare and Obamacare. Interesting topic as well as interesting uh, perspective because you know if, if, you're, if you believe that your package, your Obamacare thing that you set up in your administration previous if you think that, that you support that and you think that's the best thing in the world, why would you be trying to loophole around it? Why not, you know, pay your pay your your share? So the big thing was uh, Joe Biden responded to Trump's uh, partial suspension of payroll tax collections with a statement calling it the the first shot in a new reckless war on Social Security. He continued, "Our seniors and millions of Americans with disabilities are under enough stress without Trump putting in." putting their hard-earned Social Security benefits in doubt. So I don't even know what that has to do with the taxes or the payroll taxes. Uh, what he did with the payroll taxes by suspending, uh, and he's already said, will not have any effect on Social Security. They will make sure of that. Uh, I believe it. Uh, I don't believe the payroll tax. Uh, I think withholding in order to be paid back next year is not gonna be a big issue. Uh, and or um, corporations, you know, just, just not having to pay it at all for right now, um, you know, they'll be on the hook for it later. So there, there's no money coming and going. Uh, there's no money going to be missing or taken from Social Security. That's just a political talking point. And that, that it, for him to make that statement, being running as president, uh, if he really knows how things work um, or is that savvy in taxes, um, that's really a poor statement and, and a blanket statement because, um, you know, Social Security and the payroll tax that funds and pays into Social Security has different things that go on. It's not just when you get your taxes, there's Medicare, Social Security, and other things taken out. Um, but it's not all for Social Security. 
Um, so just keep that in mind. There's just different, there's so many different spins on this. So anyhow, uh, let's see, Mr. Biden's objections uh, might not be persuasive uh, had he and his wife not gone out of their way to avoid funding seniors entitlements benefits. According to their tax returns in 2017, 2018, the Bidens and his wife, Jill, uh, avoided paying payroll taxes on $13.3 million, okay? So while Trump paid in and uh, uh, paid excessively, and then there was a, a supposedly a balance, and that balance being the $750 that, that nobody's really look, taken a look at, um, that, you know, they, nobody's really read into it. They just they cherry pick what they want out of those those taxes, and and then post it. So what we what we have here is is they've avoided payroll taxes. So him making his statement first shot uh, is reckless on the war of social security, um, and, and about payroll taxes. And here him and his wife and family has avoided 13.3 million dollars in payroll taxes. And if you're somebody on social security income, you know that you don't get very much money. So when somebody's talking $13.3 million in one household that's refraining from helping that program help you help benefit the Social Security framework, um, mm, I don't know, sounds kind of hypocritical. Um, so anyhow, this is uh, money from book royalties and speaking fees. So from 2017 to 2018, I, what I find interesting more than anything is that Joe Biden has made out of off book deals and speaking uh, fees this guy's made more money than he ever did in office. And, and really, I, I really think that, that the IRS needs to take a closer look at politicians. And, and I think that should be maybe a, a whole uh, department, maybe a whole uh, jurisdiction of IRS that just focuses on politicians in office. Um, maybe I'm on to something here, guys. Um, because these people get, the ones even in Senate and Congress and stuff, these people make so much money uh, it is insane. Um, so they, anyhow, the Bidens did that by classifying their income as S-corporation profits rather than taxable wages. Uh, the Bidens did them did pay themselves salaries from their corporations, Celtec, Capri uh, Corp, and Giacapa Corp, uh, nearly $750,000 between them over two years, and they, they paid full taxes on that income, but they circumvented the payroll tax on the nearly 95% of their income that remained. Um, a tax expert interviewed by a journal in 2019 called by, now this article is Wall, uh, Wall Street Journal, um, just to, so you guys, you know, reciting where we're getting the sources that I'm reading. Uh, of the taxes, uh, the Bidens avoided 2.9% of their income, around 385,000 would have funded Medicare. Uh, the other 0.9, nearly 120,000, was part of the Obamacare and fund that law. So he's basically circumventing a program that him and Obama put in place. And if it's such a great program like they brag about, why would you circumvent it? Why wouldn't you fund it? Um, so as much as we can sit there and nitpick uh, Trump's taxes apart, uh, you know, and, and that's a very, you know, I look at it like this. Trump's not, has never been in office for 47 years. This guy is getting rich and has been getting rich uh, for many, many years. Uh, while Trump has had private, you know, personal businesses running, making him rich, and and not even really at the end of the day making him rich, more or less just keeping the machine moving forward. Because when you get on that level, that's kind of what you're doing. You're really just you're you're really just pushing to keep things moving to keep money coming in um, and get everybody paid. So. 
I do find it interesting that somebody can be in office for 47 years and become a millionaire and then want to compare taxes with someone who has worked a private business uh, and built it up and, and and has paid the taxes the way he wants to pay taxes. So to me, this is apples and oranges, but it's very hypocritical uh, when you're going to try, and we're going to hear about this in the debates tonight about these taxes. This is going to come up, the taxes. And when it does, I hope you guys remember what I'm telling you right now, what I'm reading off. And again, this is an op-ed, but it's still very interesting. Um, according to da 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 da, da so 209,000 in Medicare taxes during their, their working lives. The Bidens avoided paying nearly twice that, that much in Medicare taxes uh, during two years. The maximum payroll tax effect for Mr. Trump's suspension is 1984. That's it, 1,984, less than 1 250th of the amount the Bidens avoided. Did you catch that? The maximum payroll tax affected by Mr. Trump's suspended $1,984 uh, less than 1 250th of the amount the, the Bidens avoided paying. So, I don't know, that sounds a little shady. The Bidens didn't avoid uh, any Social Security tax, which applied only to the $127,200 of income in two, 2017. Uh, 128,400 in 2018, but they would under Mr. Biden's tax plan. So, you know, this guy and his tax plan, we're hearing all kinds of fun stuff about. So, I don't know. I, I, what I'm hearing, what, what this brings to me is just complete hypocriticism. Uh, this brings to, to the bubbling to the top that the, the Trump tax thing is nothing more than a smear. It's more nothing more than an attempt to throw, you know, more mud at the wall and see what sticks. Um, I, I said it yesterday, I, I have zero care about the president's taxes. I care about what his performance has been in the past three, four years. I, uh, we're still talking about taxes and he's fixing to get reelected. Um, I think we're past the taxes. Um, I think now we need to be looking more at what his performance is and what he's already accomplished. And uh, so election or no election, who cares about taxes? Um, and if we wanted to compare them, we should do it a, on an even fair keel, which is the Obidens, or I mean, the Obidens, I like that, uh, have obviously not done their due diligence either in, in whether they paid in, whatever they paid in. It's, it's apples to oranges in comparison to the circumstances behind it. Um, two different types of income, two, two different entities, the whole nine. Uh, multiple people were dead, are, uh, dead following a hostage situation in Salem, Oregon. Uh, state police are investigating. So apparently multiple people are dead following an officer-involved shooting in Salem. So uh, deputies responded to a possible, and this is coming from USA Today. Dot com uh, responded to a possible hostage situation at 12:30 p.m. Um, on the 200 block of Juneva uh, Place Southeast, and sheriff's office negotiators called the individual believed to have taken others into the house hostage. Shots were fired as the incident unfolded, leading to multiple fatalities. No deputies were injured. Officers were uh, have declined to provide information on how many were killed, who was killed, and details of the events that led to the situation. Sergeant Jeremy Landers, a spokesman with the sheriff's office, declined to release any information about the uh, individuals killed until family members have been notified, which is standard policy, and, uh, and plus it's an open investigation. Um, so I don't know any more than you guys do, folks. If you do know more, uh, I have my friends up there in Oregon. If you guys know any more about this, um, give me a heads up, man. Two-partypodcast at gmail.com. Try to get that information out there. 
Um, if this is somebody you know or love, uh, obviously, you know, we want to give you guys that respect and not, not be put publishing stuff out there. But um, I'd, I'd love to hear from somebody out there in Oregon that I know um, that might be able to bring some light to this, uh, this topic and figure out what was going on. Uh, Cuomo extends mo uh, moratorium on evictions in New York. So this guy, and, and I have just no care for this guy whatsoever. Um, he's a political pundit. He's, he's just an idiot. Um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo on Monday extended the state's moratoriums evictions through the end of the year. The, uh, the statewide moratorium, which was scheduled to expire, excuse me, will be extended <gasps> January 1st <clears throat> for residents uh, that have had a financial hardship during coronavirus pandemic. At the end of the day, everybody in New York's having a financial, <laughs> financial, uh, corona, uh, financial hardship right now. So you guys need to get this guy out of there. I, I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. You guys need to get this guy out of there. Um, between uh, financial hardships, businesses being shut down, him allowing the him and the governor guy allowing the city to be destroyed. Um, I mean, uh, the mayor guy. Uh, between both of them. Um, you guys are, are just hit, hurting. Um, my, I have two solutions. Get these guys out of office, petition uh, to, to remove them from office, um, or move out of New York yourself, which is what I highly recommend, um, or uh, vote them out. So the th that's the three civil ways to handle it. Um, these guys are doing no service for you and your family, never will. That's all there is to it. Um, they have ruined the state. They've ran it in the ground. Um, I can't, I can't uh, express any more to you guys to get out of New York and, and stop feeding taxes to somebody who's literally wasting and pocketing your money. Uh, grand jury in... Breonna Taylor's case says deliberations were misrepresented. Um, so I spoke about this last week. Um, uh, this press conference, they said that, that um, one of the one of the attorneys had stepped up. The one that, that made more sense to me was the lady. She kind of stepped up there. And I think she's more she was an attorney, but more paralegal or a newer attorney. She seemed like. Uh, but needless to say, what what her stance on this was is did they give a fair representation? of Breonna Taylor's side of the story to the grand jury um, in order to get these officers indicted. Is that what happened? And what we found out so far is we're waiting on video, we're waiting on recordings, um, we're looking at body cam and stuff like that. So uh, we haven't really got a fair shake on what's going on there. Um, but the story real quick in a nutshell says um, the, a juror in Breonna uh, Taylor case contends that the New York, uh, or I mean, sorry, the Kentucky Attorney General misrepresented the grand jury's deliberations and failed to offer the panel the option of indicting two officers who fail, fatally shot the young woman. The unarmed <clears throat> juror, uh, unnamed, I'm sorry, unarmed, the unnamed juror filed a court motion on Monday seeking to release uh, the release of the last week's transcripts permissions permission from a judge to speak publicly to set the record straight. Hours later, the Office of Attorney General Dan whatever granted both both requests. He said that saying the jurors is, is free to speak and the recordings of the session will be made public. This is something where the juror is not uh, seeking any fame and any acclaim uh, or any money. Um, Mr. Glo Glogauer, 
said the juror came to him last week over the turmoil uh, after Mr. Cameron repeatedly said at the news conference that the law did not permit him to charge Saint, uh, Sergeant John Mattingly and Detectives Miles Cosgrove, the white off two white officers who shot Miss Taylor. It shouldn't matter white or black officers that shot her. What should matter is it was officers that shot her. Um, I don't even know why we go there. Uh, shot Brianna Taylor, Miss Taylor, a black woman. I don't know why we have to say that. We already knew that. Uh, after one officer was shot by by her boyfriend. So, in a nutshell, while there are six six possible homicides charges under Kentucky law, these charges are not applicable to the facts before us um, because of our investigation. So, in a nutshell, we have a juror that's saying basically the facts were not presented in a way that they were able to prosecute or indict uh, or follow through with with making a decision on on whether these two officers were at fault. Um, and should be held accountable. So what I'm hearing here is maybe uh, what we're going to hear is a retrial of some sort. Um, that's what I think. Um, and or, you know, this is going to be just, just head into the civil courts and be, be smashed out, you know. Um, but when you have a juror that's saying, you know, they've already made a decision and then you have a juror that's saying, well, wait, the decision that was made was wrong. Uh, that's sounding like a mistrial to me. That's sounding like um, everything that went on in that courtroom was not up to par. So that's not good, um, and it's a very it, that leans very good to the defendant side of things. Um, just just saying, and I, well, by defense, I mean Breonna Taylor's side. Uh, California wildfires burned through Napa Valley. Um, wineries, resorts. So don't go on any winery tours right now. Obviously, it's it's hot. It's hot, no pun intended. Um, pray for these people. If there's a way you can reach out and support some of these families that are affected by these fires, uh, do so. Um, this is tragic. Uh, this stuff is tragic. Um, it takes so long to rebuild and get things going again. And these firefighters and first responders are, are day in and day out for almost a month now going into this, three weeks, month. Um, pray for their families and, and them that they get home safely and they, they don't have any health issues breathing all this, this smoke and fire and uh, being around it. So uh, that being said, that's that one. Uh, former White House, uh, this was an interesting article I pulled up. Former White House physician echoes, now this is on thehill.com, take it for what it's worth. Uh, former White House physician echoes Trump's accusation of Biden drug use for debates. Now, I didn't get too far into this article. Um, a former White House physician underscored uh, President Trump's claim that presidential nominee Joe Biden might take performance-enhancing drugs before debating him on Tuesday night. Obviously, something is going on with this man at this point. Um, Ronnie Jackson said on Fox News Hannity, uh, I think it's completely reasonable to ask if, if he's being medicated because there have been a couple times where he, he's come out and looked like a more energetic person uh, than he is and has in the last few months. Uh, a Trump loyalist and candidate, da 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 So, I mean, again, this could just be political fodder, uh, but I think it's completely reasonable to ask if he's taking medications to help with, help him with alertness and memory. Um, you know, people take supplements, and and I, I don't know that I don't know that this is going to go anywhere. They're not going to do a drug test. Let's be honest, and they're not going to they're not going to uh, concede to a drug test. Nobody's going to say, yeah, yeah, I'll piss in that cup. Um, if they did, I wouldn't care about performance enhancing and, and memory enhancing. What I'd want to know is, do, is there a drug test that can test for the most common dementia uh, medicines? Because that's probably what's going on here. Excuse me. And 
So that's kind of where I'm at with that one. Uh, don't really care about the P-test. Um, more care about what, what else he's taking besides performance enhancing to me. I mean, dude, if this guy's up there jacked up on steroids to do a debate, um, he needs to get some new advisors, um, period. Um, okay, we already went through this one. So, Breonna Taylor, uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, coronavirus. I've been saying for months and months um, the the... the the House and Senate, our congressional leaders are failures, and the congressional leadership is failures. Uh, Pelosi and Munchen, I like to call them Munchen, uh, set to talk as Democrats release $2.2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill. So the House Democrats on Monday released two, a $2.2 trillion bill that includes enhanced employment insurance, oh, unemployment insurance, another direct payment, state and local aid, and airline assistance, among other things. Democrats in the White House have struggled to strike a deal, uh, a relief deal, on as doubts grow as lawmakers' ability to approve legislation before November's election. Uh, if they don't get any of this le uh, legislation done before the election, it will, it will, mark my words, have a drastic effect on the voters and how they vote. People are pissed. Um, you're not hearing, the media is not putting this spin on anything. They're not interviewing people like they used to do. People are pissed, okay? Uh, there's people struggling that need this money uh, to get, just to get groceries, um, just to pay their rent. Um, even the, in states where uh, the rent's been pushed, put, put, postponed and pushed away, um, it doesn't change the fact that people need money to survive. Um, some people are able to go back to work, some spouses, some not. Um, if you're a single parent and you can't go back to work, you need this money. If these people, uh, and, I, and when I say these people, hear me out, I, I mean left and right. Um, I mean on both sides of the aisle. If these people cannot strike a deal before the election, um, you're going to see a lot of seat changing uh, for people that are up for in this, this current coming election. Um, because a lot of people are sick of it. They're sick of the pandering. They're sick of the nonsense. Um, uh, to be honest with you, everybody's sick of Nancy Pelosi's nonsense. And, and I say everybody um, because, uh, because I hear it even from my Democratic friends that enough's enough with the, the arguing and attacking the president. Uh, we, we, I read a uh, couple articles last week that confirmed that, that there's Democrats that are telling her it's time to just back off Trump. Let's get something done. And these are, these are her own party. Uh, saying, you know, enough's enough. Four years of battering this president, and we, we haven't accomplished any of our goals. And so uh, that's why I say everybody. Uh, the, for those of you that really genuinely are seeing things black and white and only care about your party line favors, um, and, and that's how you vote and how you think and how you live, um, then she's your girl, you know. Um, she's sticking to you guys' party line. But at the end of the day, um, Party lines for either side are not moving our nation forward. Uh, if anything, you talk about what's dividing our nation. What's dividing our nation is party line politics, period. So, you know, it's, it's, it's you on the left and me on the right arguing when we're not, we're not even, we don't even need to argue because nothing's going to go our way until these congressional leaders are, are out of office or, or start listening to their constituents. So that's where that one goes. Um, so, you know, hey, there might be a bill, there might not be before the election. But if there's not, mark my words, uh, we're going to see some, some people unexpectedly change, change seats. We're going to see some flips. 
Chinese teacher who poisoned 25 kindergartners out of revenge sentenced to death. Um, I personally feel that, and I'm not big, you know, I'm not big on just killing people uh, unless they deserve it. <clears throat> so, I don't know, I, I, I'm, without even getting really deep into this, uh, if, if you decide to poison 25 children, tainting their breakfast with sodium nitrate, which can be deadly if consumed in large quantities, uh, all but two of the children became sick, fainting and vomiting and eating after eating their breakfast, and one child ultimately died. Okay, so, yeah, I guess this guy doesn't need to live. Uh, if you can, If you can do a harmful act on children, you're probably not somebody we want in society walking around, chilling, or even sitting in prison, hanging out. Um, I don't want to pay the bills for you. Um, so anyhow, that's just my take. I'm sorry uh, if anyone disagrees with that. Global coronavirus death, deaths rise. Um, so we're over, I guess we've hit the million mark, um, the estimated million mark, uh, because we still have really no accurate data real accurate data giving us an actual number um, for sure. So that being said, we have hit the million mark. Um, it's tragic. It was known it was going to happen. We were heard it was going to we were told it was going to happen in a, in a major historically huge way. Um, I think we've kind of stayed pretty low because that's a global number, not our nation. So to me, um, it says it, it took only three months for COVID deaths to double from half a million in accelerating rate. Um, we we kind of knew that would be expected, uh, was recorded in China. So at the end of the day, we knew this was all going to occur. Uh, not, not, that's really not new news. Uh, we knew we were headed that way. We knew there's a lot of positive uh, tests coming out. And so when you have a bunch of positive tests, uh, what what happens with those tests? It's 50-50. They're going to go. They're going to die, or they're going to get better. So you know, depending on their pre-existing conditions and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. Uh, we're at the million mark. What does that mean? Is it a is it some kind of milestone? I think it, it kind of is um, because I, I'm hoping. What I'm hoping is that we've reached a plateau, and we're starting to. We've had all these positives, and we're going to have 50 50 percent chance dying. But I think we're kind of slowing to the point where we're kind of at the curve and the plateau. I hope. Um, we heard a lot in the beginning about you know slowing the curve or whatever. It, it didn't work. Um, I think this thing had to run its course. Uh, certain things have to just run their course, and, and I think this virus is one of them. Um, I don't see much more that I want to get into with you guys. I think we're, we've ran this one far enough. Um, excuse me for the stretch. Uh, I am super sore today. Uh, the, so keep an eye on the presidential debate tonight if you get a chance. Um, I, I will, like I said, I will try to get some highlights from it. Um, uh, to keep up with. Uh, please go to twopartypodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a guest or you just want to comment on anything I say in the episodes. Um, if there's something you just want to get on the show or a topic or, or whatnot, or like I said, if you want to be a guest, twopartypodcast at gmail.com is one way to get a hold of us. Uh, the website is two, the number two, partypodcast.com. Uh, go to our contact page on there. Um, Go ahead and submit your information if you want to be a guest uh, or, or have any questions or anything else. Uh, you can find us on everything, social, every social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
you can find us on, if you want to listen, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we're on everything. Uh, Twitch, Tumblr, you name it, we're on it. SoundCloud. Um, I have not been, uh, I've been doing more lives lately and I have not been uploading them. I'm going to go ahead and start uploading those episodes so you guys can, if you missed them, you can hear them. Um, and I'm also, I, I've got on the calendar a whole bunch of new guest interviews that I'm doing. And I, I had some questions yesterday about, um, somebody was like, well, I know you're recording guests, um, but we're, you're getting all news breaks down, breakdowns right now. The news breakdowns, uh, I'm going to continue to do. Uh, I do have a bunch of already recorded guests, and I have a bunch coming up. Uh, I'm not. I'm kind of re- going to be releasing those. Uh, I'm setting a schedule where we're releasing guest interviews um, for for several different reasons. Uh, one, because the reason we want to get a guest on is is a to promote them and promote their business and their idea, um, and so we want to give them a platform and a time period where we can release those episodes and allow them. Um, to build the audience and, and, and also give them the promotion they need for a set period of time. Uh, so I will always be, if I don't do the, the news headlines every day, I will, I will probably be hitting them every other day. And then when we, we get, uh, start releasing some of this new audio and new episodes with guest interviews, we will probably be releasing those maybe once a week or twice a week. It depends on, on what we got going. Um, if it's really something I want to bring to you and it's something I really find interesting, I'll, I'll get it right to you um, as soon as we do it. Um, we just had some technical difficulties with one guest interview that I've been I've been nonstop editing, and it's with Jag. I'm going to end up being on Jag's show, and it's the International uh, Connection. Uh, I'm going to actually be a guest on his show. We're going to kind of reverse the roles. He's going to put me on his show for an episode. I'll share that with you guys. Um, it was a really good interview, um, just a really good guy. Um, but we have a whole bunch of new ones uh, that, that I'm working on getting done in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, should be able to release them soon. So the last thing is YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you have a YouTube account and you have access to YouTube, please go to Two Party Podcasts and subscribe. Um, that helps us in many ways, many more ways than you can imagine. Um, It's not all about monetization of that page, but it is about getting more traffic to that page, which gives me um, the information in the background, gives me all the analytics and gives me all the data I need to see where my listeners and what what we're looking for is is the dynamic of what you want. And, And I can tell that, um, I can tell all of that stuff through the analytics. Um, I can do that through Google. I can do it even on Facebook. I can do I, basically every platform has a, a set type of analytics. And so I need you guys to go over there, subscribe, kind of check things out. If it's something you're just not interested in, just go subscribe and leave it alone. Um, but but I encourage you guys to, in support of the show and of me, uh, go subscribe. Um, click the videos, like them, uh, leave some comments, please. Uh, that helps too. Then um, again, all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Parler, we're on Parler. For those of you that are getting away from Facebook and, and kind of stick more with the political side of things, but you're trying to get away from some of these other social media platforms due to the censoring, um, I encourage you to find us on Parler. Uh, anywhere you want to look. If, if you're one of those people that you're online or you blog a lot, uh, check us out at Podchaser. Um, there's so many different platforms. If, if Red, We're on Reddit. We're on Blogger. Uh, I just started a wiki account. Um, I, I, I used to be, because I, I, I used to teach English and writing, 
Um, and so I used to do a lot of that. I, I'm not so interested in, in typing and writing like I used to be. Um, maybe I should be, but I, we are on those. I do have a platform. I do enter information into those things uh, occasionally, um, but our website has a blog page and I try to every once in a while go on there and just give a little update. So if you're into all that stuff, you can find us on all these different uh, blogger, uh, Reddit, all these different blog platforms and blog. Um, so I encourage you to just engage. Um, that's kind of why I'm doing this is to engage you. So I'm hoping you guys will engage with me and uh, try to give it, you know, gives it that more personal touch. So check us on YouTube, hit a subscribe button, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Parler, uh, Twitch, Tumblr, Podchaser, where, where you can hear us on Anchor, Soundtrap, SoundCloud. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, uh, Cast. Uh, there's so many. Radio Public. Um, we're everywhere uh, around the globe. Anywhere you travel, you can pick us up. Uh, so that's it. That's going to be it. So Dean, Two Party Podcast. Hit us up on YouTube and subscribe. Hit our website at the number two partypodcast.com. And guys, I love you. And I appreciate your time uh, and I appreciate your support. More than anything, thank you for the support. Um, I, I really, for those of you that keep messaging and keeping up with me and those of you that are uh, interacting with me on a daily basis, letting me know the good, the bad, what I need to change, thank you. We're, we're still updating things in the studio. Uh, I finally got to hang my guitar up, um, which I need to learn how to play a little better. Um, so I'm just, there's a lot going on that I really, I am just really excited for this stuff, and when I get passionate about something, I like to share it with others, and that's why I'm doing this for you guys. Um, I'm letting you just, I'm opening a window and a door into my life so you guys can kind of see what's going on with me. Um, at the end of the day, I'm also opening the door into other people's lives via our guests and trying to share those experiences and people that I'm getting to interact with with you, and so in order to do that, I need you to interact with us. And, uh, and I appreciate it, and I thank all of you for doing so. So, Dean, two-party podcast, I'm out. Later.